This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. 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 The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Silver and Black today here, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Also on the air, on the radio, on the bet in Las Vegas. So our Las Vegas audience on the radio, thanks for being with us. Mo Moten, Scott Goldbranson, we are back talking Raiders football. We're going to dive into the offense. Mo, blow up the offense. Just scrap it. Start over for the most part. With this offense, Tashawn Reed on The Athletic had a really good piece on The Athletic, uh, and he hit on some great points, including on Aiden O'Connell. We'll get into that in a minute. But this quote, um, if you look at it from the perspective of of Antonio Pierce talking about his quarterback. Now, I will say this. We've, we've been very, very, I think, fair and bullish on Aiden O'Connell going back to the preseason where he performed pretty well. The quarterback play for the Raiders under Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer was downright embarrassing, okay? So when Antonio Pierce took over, he did absolutely 100% the right thing. He said, you know what? We got this rookie. We took him in the fourth round. He's not perfect. We're going to start him because we got to see what we got, and he can't do worse than what we already have. And so when they asked him, and Tashawn asked Aiden, uh, or excuse me, uh, Pierce about Aiden O'Connell, uh, the other day, he said, quote, I never thought any day we would win a game because of Aiden. Pierce said that was not the plan and is not the plan going forward. Now, that was not a slight on Aiden O'Connell. It's just Pierce saying, look, we're giving the kid a chance to play, giving him a lot of snaps, but we're not expecting him to go out there and win games for us. Mo, when you look at that, we've said it this week, multiple shows now. The most important position for this team to focus on in the offseason is quarterback. And I think at least we know if Antonio Pierce is the coach, I think he agrees with that by what he's saying about Aiden O'Connell. A fine quarterback who they can develop, I would say, into a spot starter and a backup. But they need a dynamic playmaker on this offense, and it starts with the quarterback. So basically Antonio Pierce says that I remember when at the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels, he said in and then Aiden O'Connell gives him the best chance to win. So he 
he believed that Aiden O'Connell was the best quarterback on the roster at the time he made that decision. But he's also saying with that quote that Aiden O'Connell is not going to make or break our offense. Right. Because <laughs> basically you have – there's a reason why when he took over, Josh, Josh Jacobs became the focal point of, of that offense. And the Raiders took on a physical identity on the offensive side of the ball. So you knew Aiden O'Connell as a rookie, as a fourth-round rookie, was going to go through his struggles. So you knew that you're not expecting Aiden O'Connell to go out there and lead the team to these 38 to 31 victories. That's not that's not that wasn't the formula for the Raiders winning football games. I said it on my Bleach Report live. Aiden O'Connell threw the ball 47 times, mm-hmm. I believe, in the previous game. That is not the winning formula for the Raiders. You want Aiden O'Connell throwing the ball maybe 30 to 35 times. And you want to run the ball twenty to thirty times, twenty-five to thirty times, and establish that on the ground. So, to to the to the quote and to what the Raiders are right now, obviously they have to find their quarterback of the future. Now, I, I would say to Sean Reed's piece, kind of points to what we've been talking about. And I, I don't think it's something that's uh, groundbreaking. We, when you talk about the offense, the offense has you know struggled to score twenty points in a game for most of the season. It's Josh McDaniels' offense. I believe Tashari pointed this out in his piece that Bo Hardegree didn't really change much out, outside of what Josh McDaniels already had in place, and you're not going to really do that. They also had Scott Turner, who may have input a different system, but it's hard to change systems in the middle of a season. Yeah. So to the to the point of the piece and what we're talking about in this segment is, it's obvious the Raiders have to blow up the offense in terms of the system and the scheme. I'm not, we're not saying trade everybody, including Devontae Adams. We're saying the system that's in place has to change simply because it hasn't worked with Josh McDaniels and it hasn't worked with Bo Hardigree. Right. And and we'll get into the Adams question uh, in a second because I, I actually disagree with you. I think they should trade him. I know people are going to hate that and they're going to send me a lot of hate mail. And you made a good argument of why they shouldn't last week, by the way. And it's a very logical mm-hmm. and I think well-based argument. But when we look at O'Connell too, because I, you know the, the thing with O'Connell was no one said, we go, I go back... To, to week nine, when he took over as a starter. You and I both, I think, had, in essence, and I'm going to paraphrase it here, which is you got to see what you have, right? Yep. The idea is that there was no belief on this show, or I think with anybody in the media or fan base, that this guy was going to be your franchise quarterback. Now, there could have been a surprise where he became that because he just exploded and became so good and we never knew it, right? That did not happen. But if you look at it, of his pass, that's a completion rate. That's 27th in the league. He averaged 6.3 yards per attempt. That's 26th in the league. He's 29th among quarterbacks in touchdown to interception ratio. He has nine turnovers. That's 19th in the league. 24th in sack rate. Primarily, not because the offensive line stinks, not that they're perfect, but he holds onto the ball too long. He's also 29th. This is the one I got from Tashawn's piece. 29th in expected points added per dropback media. That's basically quarterback efficiency scoring. So you look at that and you say, okay, so he is what he is. You learned, you found out. And, and listen, I give the kid credit. He, he stuck in there. He's a good leader. He's, his demeanor is I think perfect for the NFL. He obviously got the veterans to get on board with him. They supported him. That's great. He is a Raider and I think he will be until his rookie deal is done and we'll see what happens after that. So you got to get that quarterback. And this brings me back to the Adams piece. Renfro, gone. I think he's just gone. I I don't see them bringing him back, especially with what they can do, cutting him uh, pre-June 1st. But the Devontae Adams question, Bo, when you look at this, to your point, you don't 
blow up the offense from every piece of personnel. But if I need to go back, if the Raiders really, if the Raiders are in love with, and again, I just don't think there's any chance at Caleb Williams because I think he's going to go number one, unless the Bears do something crazy and, and trade out of that spot, which they could. But if the, if the Raiders feel as though they need to get in the top five somehow, which we already talked about how difficult that's going to be, um, what chips do they have? They have future compensation with draft picks. But you can't get into the situation where you give away too much, even for your franchise quarterback. So to me, the only chips they have are Max Crosby overall, high-end chips. Max Crosby, Devontae Adams. I don't think there's any way they trade Max Crosby. I love Devontae Adams. Would love to see him as a Raider the rest of his career. But would they not be – I think they would be crazy not to consider it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Of course, you consider it because everyone has a price, even Devontae Adams. But what I will say is that you better have a plan to surround that quarterback with a go-to <laughs> receiver because let me tell you, Jacoby Myers, as good as he is, is a number two. He's not a number one. He's not a, go- he's not a go-to target. Right. Right. So if you're going to give up Devontae Adams in a trade to move up for your quarterback, just understand that your quarterback is going to have to elevate the talent around him immediately because he's not going to have that go-to wide receiver to throw to in Devontae Adams. I used the example last week of Bryce Young in Carolina. Everyone and their sister and mother is calling Bryce Young a bust right now. Look at, look at who he's throwing to. His best receiver is Adam Thielen, who's, <laughs> who's, not, who's in his mid-30s. Right. And, and, and the Miles Sanders acquisition of Frazee didn't work out for the Miles Sanders has been a disappointment at running back. They have Chuba Hubbard there, but there's not much around Bryce Young and the offensive line has been inconsistent. So if you're going to get your quarterback, you better have a plan to, to upgrade or strengthen his supporting cast. Because if you get rid of Devontae Adams and you're also giving up draft capital, then where are you going to get that replacement wide receiver from? Yeah. And, and I mean, there's examples. I mean, you look at you look at Houston. Houston doesn't have any big names either, right? They went out and they right. drafted well, and and they got lucky. Let's face it, they got lucky. Who thought Tank Dell was going to be what he was? Now he got hurt, of course, uh, over the last part of the season. Or did you? Were you a Tank Dell guy? One note about that: when they drafted C.J. Stroud, a lot of people don't notice when the Texans drafted C.J. Stroud, they yeah. asked him about Tank Dell. Tank yes. C.J. Stroud vouched for Tank Dell. Yeah. So I get that connection. Now, yeah. shout out to my guy, Brent Sobleski at Bleacher Report, said Tank Dell will be a rookie of the year candidate. Now, had he offensive rookie of the year candidate, had he not got hurt, he'd be in the mix. Yeah. But let's remember that the Texans actually asked for, or not requested, but they took in C.J. Stroud's input. Who do you want to play with? Right. Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud have formed the relationship during the combine, during the offseason leading up to the draft. So he had that connection with Tank Dells based on what they had built yeah. before they got to the team. If you yeah. don't have that dynamic where the quarterback doesn't have an immediate rapport with one of your wide receivers, he could struggle. 
Yeah, I no, I agree with that. And I, and again, I I'm not saying you should or have to. I'm saying that you should consider depending on what it offers. And to your point about a plan, right? So you can't trade Devonte Adams away. And I know some people are going to just dismiss this and say you can't even talk about trading him. Everything's possible. Okay. So yeah. to me, you look at that. If I can, if I can trade him, get the quarterback I want, maybe even get another first round draft pick and get an, an offensive lineman in the first round too. You got to consider that as long as, to your point, you have something to go to because, look, yeah, you're right. Jacoby Myers and Michael Mayer uh, are not, and, and, and Turner are not going to be the three guys that you're going to be your go-to guys in an offense with a young quarterback. You need someone for him to throw the ball to. But I think that when you look at the talent on this offense, if you're blowing up the system, look, Devontae Adams fits in any offense, so that's fine. But when you, if you're going to blow up the system, you then start to have to think about what does that system look like? Do we, do you need another tight end? I mean, even Michael Mayer, I think Michael Mayer is going to be a good player in the NFL. But do you need another tight end? What kind of running backs do you need? It depends on the system you're going to run. And so that coaching GM decision, that's why I think it has to be made very quickly, Mo, for them to prepare for the draft because they know, especially if it's Antonio Pierce, you're going to have to bring somebody in, establish what that system is going to be, and start to build that system based on, or excuse me, start to draft based on that system. All I'm saying here is if you're going to trade Devontae Adams, you better exercise some patience with your quarterback. You can't <laughs> trade Devontae Adams, not replace him with a go-to wide receiver, and then when your young rookie quarterback struggles, you say, oh, he's a bust. Right. Can't do that because no. you just traded away his best playmaker. So I'll... If you're going to trade Devontae Adams, you're going to have to be patient because what C.J. Stroud is doing is not the norm. No, I mean, we look at Patrick close. Mahomes this year. What are we talking about with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, he doesn't have enough playmakers. And Patrick Mahomes is a two-time Super Bowl winner. A lot of people say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and people are crying about he doesn't have enough playmakers around him. So yeah. you can't expect a rookie to come in and put up big numbers and look like a, a, a top pick without a quality receiving core if you're saying, oh, we're giving Patrick Mahomes a pass because he doesn't have enough around him and Travis Kelsey is aging. So, again, all I'm saying is if you're going to trade Devontae Adams. I'm going to say this again. If you're going to trade Devontae Adams, because I'm not on board with this, if you're going to trade Devontae Adams, you better have a plan for the wide receiver pass catching group. Yep, yep. The only, the only way... The only the only, look, I still think it's under a five percent chance. So I'm not saying it's going to happen or that I want it to happen or that I think it should happen. I just think you have to be open to the possibility. But what yeah. hurts the Raiders in that position, I would I would think it would be a higher possibility, Mo, if they had hit on the last three drafts and had some wide receivers in that room. Yes. That were if, if Henry Ruggs unfortunately didn't do what he did, and he had mm -hmm. developed into a nice receiver then I think we're having a different discussion, right? Because then you have pieces already in place. But Devontae Adams means so much to that offense. I don't see it happening, but I do think, and I'm not just trying to be provocative, I do think you have to be open to it, but I think you bring up the key point, which is you better have a plan. Um, but you look at the rest of the offense, we talk about Zamir White. I think we learned a lot about Zamir White. Uh, he's going to have a nice opportunity to compete for that starting role if Josh Jacobs is gone, which I, I believe Josh Jacobs will be gone just my hunch, not, not again, I'm not saying I want him to be, I'm saying that's my hunch based on what they need to do on offense. Um, so, so that puts them in a good position. I also think that as they get later in the draft, they will draft a running back. Can you see them not drafting a running back this year, Mo? 
No, I mean, most teams have two running backs, you know, a, a main feature running back and a change of pace back of a lot of situations. There are very few workhorse guys around the league. The Derrick Henry days, uh, <laughs> da- what Dalvin Cook used to be in Minnesota, those days are, are kind of in the past. And you, the running back let's, position, let's be honest, is a very physical position. So guys get dinged up. Josh Jacobs is hurt right now. So you need at least two running backs, two viable running backs uh, for the most part. And I think Samir White puts himself, put himself in a position to be the lead guy with his production over the past few weeks. But I can see the Raiders drafting a running back in the middle rounds just to have someone else other than Zamir White, just in case Zamir gets hurt, or someone who is a more natural pass catcher out of the backfield, that third down running back. Because Zamir Abdullah, let's be honest, he's 30, I believe 30, 30 31 years old. Brandon Bolden is is in his mid thirties, so they're gonna have to get they're gonna have to get younger at the running back position if they're not gonna bring up sincere McCormick and Britton Brown, uh, who've been hurt. So I could definitely see it uh, pair Zamir White up with the young rookie running back from this class. Yeah, and I and I look, I I know they got to bolster the offensive line as well, and I think they do they do that, but all the money all the money and the effort this year are gonna go into that quarterback position as it should. And then to me, the rest of the money that they spend, especially in free agency, should be on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I talked about Jalen Johnson. I don't know if they'll have a chance at him, but I would love for him to be that number two corner with Jack Jones and then having Hobbs there in the in the slot. So so to me, you know, that defense is a lot closer, and then they can draft on the interior of that defense as well. So so a lot going on, but that offense. Um, is going to be the focal point uh, as well because you have a great foundation with the defense you can build on. The offense, not so much. It's just putrid. Uh, we've seen it now for two years in a row, and that has a lot to do with the system. So uh, kudos to, to, to Sean, a really good piece there and a timely piece as the Raiders get set to go into the final game of the season. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the game on Sunday, the Broncos, the Raiders, closing out the season at Allegiant Stadium against the Donkeys, as you guys like to call them. Mo and I will break that down coming up right after this final message. Silver and black today. Don't go anywhere.